98.3 FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. <laughs> Pre-owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome to Start Your Engines on another brisk fall Saturday morning for the penultimate edition of Start Your Engines for 2021. And, uh... We got the whole crew here for the first time, probably since sometime back in the summer, and uh, just want to say welcome back, Greg. We missed you, and it's glad to see you sitting over there. Well, I'm glad to be here. I mean, no, no ifs, ands, buts about it. <clears throat> but I had a lot of doctor's appointments and different things, and then uh, I tried my hand at politics, and it <laughs> didn't really exactly turn out too good. You got 23 votes. Well... That, that's what stunned me. Perry goes up there to the poll, and he says, they still got you on the ballot. But this then, is for this, mayor of Spartanburg, for those of you around the world that don't know what we're talking about. But anyway, I figured I better stick to racing. Well, that's probably a wise move, although I'm sure you're uh, – I want to hear your platform someday. I'd like to know what you were uh, fixing uh, – you know, going to do to better our lives here in Spartanburg. I'd, well, I'd love to hear about that. Well, I'll tell you real quick what I basically said was, in all fairness to the other two, I do have some pretty good ideas. Okay. Well, I tell you what. That's as far as I need to go. Yeah, because we don't want to give them equal time, even though it's over with. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Perry. How you doing? Doing good. How about you this morning? Uh, doing great. Do you want uh, to go to Granny's this morning? No, I went up there on Combo Stop off Crestridge Road. Where? Combo Stop. Oh, I don't know that one. Yep. Well, that's Paris Bridge Road. That's uh, Ballin Springs? Yeah. Okay. How's the, the 25T coming together a little bit? It's coming together. All right. But not this year? Not this year. All right. Well, at least you're getting it back together, and that's a good thing. And good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. And I got to say, Greg, getting 23 votes after you officially dropped out before the election, pretty doggone good, I thought. Well, the only thing was they, they did have a sign-up that said, politely do not vote Greg Moore, <laughs> but there was obvious reason why they shouldn't. But there was there was actually twenty three people that did do, and I'm I'm proud of the fact that I hadn't been in racing like over a month, and we endorsing one of the other candidates. Both both other candidates are a whole lot qualified than me. Okay, well let's get away from politics and talk about racing because we got a real good show for you this morning, and it's it's jam packed. We got a Greg's got us a good guest for. Uh, for um, 11 o'clock. Who'd you get there, Greg? Well, uh, we got him up there at uh, up there at Aunt B's house or, or wherever that was. But, uh, no, we got Ronnie Thomas, and as Junior Johnson said, you know, he'd love to put him in, in some really first-class stuff, not throwing off on the fact that he didn't have that good stuff. But uh, 
he's run Daytona before. He's got a lot of stories to tell, and he's just uh, he remembers it all. Well, he was a 1978 Rookie of the Year, and they don't just hand those out. Now, uh, we'll talk to him about all that, and while we've been getting ready for the show here, he's got a museum up there, and uh, I guess it's in Christiansburg, Virginia, and he's sending me picture after picture of some really famous-looking stuff here. And uh, yeah, we'll you're going to have to get those pictures on over to Lanny. And get them up on the website. Well, we will do that. I'll get them over to Lanny this afternoon. But uh, and thanks to Lanny for all he does for us. Lanny's uh, Lanny's our backup. I did push record this morning, so we we uh, won't be seeing him today. But Lanny uh, maintains the Budmore Engineering website and our Facebook page, and we appreciate everything Lanny does. And Lanny is fixing to be the champion because uh, there's a couple of people i might be one of them that have a mathematical chance of catching him for the championship which is what i did last year with uh um nelson, nelson crozier i pulled out a tie at the last race so lanny may be on the way to being our champion so we'll talk about that a little bit later we also have uh mike hill is going to come on here right after our first break mike's the shop foreman at action motorsports who are 19 points from winning the championship in the Daytona prototype class at uh, IMSA. Uh, and they have their last race next Saturday at Road Atlanta in the Motul Petit Le Mans. And I tell you what, I'm as excited. I'm more excited about that than anything else that's going on. i got to be honest with you. I like stock car racing and everything, and that's about all that's left. But to have Mike Hill and somebody that's connected with our show and with his brother, uh, a co-host, Alan, uh, I just think it's exciting as heck to, to have somebody that close to us that's uh, about to win an international championship with a little bit of luck. i tell you what, uh, you always got to have a little bit of luck in racing. But they've been making a lot of their own luck by running fast in those cars. I'd love to get to see them run at Road Atlanta somewhere. Well, I'd like for them to come a little bit close. I mean, Road to Atlanta's not bad, and next weekend's a bad week to do it. But that week, last year they ran at Charlotte, and I'd love to see them go back to the Roval. And we have, of course, we have Deb Williams at eleven at uh, 1040, then Ronnie Thomas at 11, and then at 1120 when uh, Ronnie's done, we will have our Veterans Day tribute a week early because we've got an action-packed show next week too. But um uh, Veterans Day, we always like to honor our veterans, and um, there's so many of them out there, and without them, we couldn't do what we're doing. And for Veterans Day, I always play Bud Moore's recollection of when he was in uh, World War II, and they captured the German headquarters with about five officers and 25 enlisted men, and uh, it's a pretty good story. It's a great story, and, of course, it won him a bronze star to go along with his other bronze star and five Purple Hearts and. uh it's just great to hear Bud's voice a couple of times a year. So we'll play that at 1120. And, uh, and I appreciate it. Well, that's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a perfect thing to, to play. And I don't think we have a veteran in this room, but we all know a veteran. And I've got a, of course, my son right now is in Okinawa in the Marine Corps. Actually, he's in Japan. He sent me a picture of them uh, posing in front of Mount Fuji. You've been over there. I'll tell you what, that, that, that place... It's pretty interesting. I mean, it really is. They, 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 they took the westernization real good. They do like uh, motorsports. Uh, well, we've seen what every, every time Honda jumps in, what they do, and Toyota's done done good. But 
they keep the place real clean. Uh, they're, they're real space conscious. But uh, about the only thing I ever heard over there, they, uh, they, they knew that they didn't need to be getting in the war with us, really and truly. But uh, they said the only thing that middle-aged guys say that we, we westernized their women too much or something. That was about the only complaint they ever had. Well, maybe we shouldn't go there. I don't know about westernizing well, no, I, their no, women. Well, no, we really but, didn't. But, I mean, I... But we had some I, racing last week. Let's, we'll we'll uh, hold off on Japan right now. And uh, um, some pretty interesting stuff took place up there at Martinsville, which we'll talk about. I think some, some people showed what I consider to be their true colors, and they both drive Toyotas for Joe Gibbs. Uh, one of them being uh, Danny Hamlin, who didn't particularly like getting moved out of the way a little bit, and he acted like it's never happened before, and he wouldn't dare think of doing anything like that. But uh, actually got off pretty easy, I thought. And uh, we're talking about uh, Alex Bowman, the showman, moving him over and winning that race at Martinsville, which was kind of a ho-hum race for, I don't know, maybe 400 laps. But the last 100 was... It started getting real. It started getting real exciting. And so... Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit and have Deb's view of it because she was there. And uh, and then the other Toyota driver was uh, Kyle Busch, who I've never liked for one second driving a race car. And, uh, and I don't know if I'll ever change. I finally came around a little bit on Kurt, but Kurt's like a gray beard now. So uh, <laughs> I kind of can accept him. His transgressions were so long ago, I... Uh, I was living in Charlotte when they got fired by Roush, so that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, a long time ago. But uh, he got mad at Keselowski racing him for a second and beating on his back bumper because Keselowski was in third and neither one of them were going to win the race and, and have a chance to uh, move up. But, uh, I mean, he took exception to getting uh, – having to put up a fight to hold on to second place, and I thought that was the whole deal. Was uh, Allen was to pass as many cars as you could and finish as high up as you could. So he called him. Uh, he was going to beat the S out of him and uh, ask him if he uh, said, uh, you know, I think he's some kind of a – and then he used the R word, which I've got to be honest with you, I didn't know well, what it, the R word was. It took was. me a few minutes thinking on it, and I said, oh, okay, yeah, now I got it. Well, it's a mentally disabled uh, – a challenged person and he used that word so they're sending mr bush to uh sensitive sensitivity training which uh <laughs> long they, time coming well i could probably get him on several different fronts alan you look like you were reared back to say something there uh, just like <laughs> okay all right <laughs> but uh the, fan, the fans kind of showed their true colors too didn't they denny hamlin oh they oh. they booed him oh they booed him at his home track yep one of the biggest things is that they hadn't said nothing all year is the full car has not won the race. Right. And, I mean, last year it was all Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch not winning the race. Mess around won the race. But this year, for some reason, they hadn't said too much about uh, Harvick. Kevin Harvick. Yeah, well, he's got one more chance to do it, and I don't think it's going to happen either. <laughs> uh, we had a champion crown last yeah. night, though, so let's do about five minutes on that, and then we'll go to our first commercial break. The trucks had their final race of the year last night, and I was kind of a sleeper. I, I, I guess, um, well, Chandler Smith won it, which made him the truck champion for this year. Uh, I'm sorry, 
Chandler Smith won the race. Ben Rhodes won the championship. I'm sorry. I had that backwards. Um, and uh, the race came down to Zane Smith and a Chevrolet who had a comfortable lead, but Ben Rhodes just ran him down, just flat out ran him down. And um, Zane Smith obviously didn't have much for him because he didn't put up a fight at all. I mean, he, he got a little nudge, and uh, but it was uh, it was all over. Yeah, Zane said after the race, car, I mean, truck was tight all night long, and they just couldn't get out of it. But uh, he drove a good race. He did, and if I remember correctly. And he don't have a ride for next year. If I remember correctly, a few weeks ago, when they were whittling them down and moving on to the next rounds and things, I think he was in a position there at one time where he was he was out. I mean, he wasn't going to make it. Both of those Smith boys were uh, both going to not make it. And uh, so for him to come back and, and do as well as he did to finish second, pretty good deal. But you got your Ben Rhodes in four motorsports, and I didn't know that four motorsports was out of Ohio. Right, they did a and talking about how hard it is to get the people to move to Ohio. Which Martin Truex was one time out of uh, Denver. De- Denver, yeah. Well, that team was with uh, even when Reagan Smith won the Southern Five Hundred and everything that seventy eight uh, something furniture car, whatever it was. The, the uh, yeah, some, what was it? something kind of some kind of furniture. Anyway, uh, but yeah, most of the teams around Charlotte and. Um, we could probably, if we had a little more time, find out about that a little bit from Greg having to run a team from Spartanburg. But at one time, everybody was from Spartanburg. So that sort of was a was a holdover from the old times. Uh, Chandler Smith won the race. Stuart Friesen was second, the Canadian. Third was Ben Rhodes, and he took the championship. Sheldon Creed was fourth. Zane Smith, fifth. Christian Eckes was sixth. John Hunter Nemechek. Now, he was probably the favorite to win the thing, driving Kyle Busch's truck. But he... Uh, had early problems. He got sort of sideswiped a little bit by another truck. Made a tire go down, and, and he had to make an unscheduled pit stop early and got a lap or two down. And he finally got his laps back, but he couldn't get up through all those trucks. He started off with that bad qualifying. When you bad qualify, you start back there 16th, 18th, and uh, went off in the corner just a little too hard and uh, kind of slipped up. Yep. And the car, the other truck sideswiped him and I guess knocked the valve stem off or something like usually happens. And uh, that pretty much sunk his day, although he did recover. It was just heartbreaking to see uh, Kyle Bush taking his headphones off there and being so sad that he didn't win the truck championship. So that was a heartbreaker for, for Kyle. He'll think about that sitting in the classroom for his sensitivity training, no doubt. Um, championship standings. Ben Rhodes was the champion, is the champion, and uh, second is Zane Smith, who actually finished two points behind him. Third was John Hunter Nemechek, four points back. Fourth was Matt Crafton, nine points back. Then came Sheldon Creed, fifth. Stuart Friesen, sixth. Todd Gilliland, seventh. Chandler Smith, eighth. Austin Hill, ninth. And I won't get to say his name for another year. Carson Hostovar finished tenth in the 42 truck. So, uh... That does it for the trucks. Let's take our first break, come back, talk to Alan Hill. I can't wait to hear what Alan has to say. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and are proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent, and fair. Visit Impex Pre-Owned today, conveniently located up I-26 on Asheville Highway. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Do you own a diesel truck that just doesn't have the power you want when pulling your camper, boat, or livestock trailer? Whether you use your diesel truck for work or play, optimal performance is important. BF Auto and Diesel has over 30 years' experience and employs ASE certified mechanics and can get your diesel engine running right. So whether it's the power stroke in your Ford that's giving you issues or your dump truck or tractor trailer just isn't running right, call BF Auto and Diesel today to schedule your appointment, 426-5083. BF Auto and Diesel, 1116 Jonesville Lockhart Highway in Union. Worth the drive to get your diesel engine running right. Military and first responders get 10% off with proper ID. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you want a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it's my pleasure to welcome to the show Mike Hill. Mike, good morning. Good morning, guys. How's things going down there in Sparkle City? <laughs> it's going real good, and I appreciate you coming on. Um, and I, as I was saying off the air, and I think I've already said once on the air this morning, I'm more excited about the IMSA um race coming up next week at road atlanta the motul petite le mans where you guys are 19 points from winning a championship an international championship in a major series and and you're a good friend of this show and i'm very proud of that and uh can't can't wait to see what happens 
You got them ready well, to go? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they're they going to be put on the truck Monday morning. We finished up. The guys and us, we finished up uh, before we left work yesterday. The, uh, well, the amazing fact about this year is is we, we stumbled and stubbed our foot to start off the year. And for us to recover and be in the championship hunt for for this end race here is uh, is a pretty cool deal for us. You know, it's amazing after the bad start that we got with with things. But you know, winning <clears throat> winning three out of the last four really helped. And and basically, that's all we got to do to win the championship. If we go to to Atlanta and win the race again, like we've done, then we win the championship. There won't be there won't be any question about where we'd have to finish as long as we as long as we win we're in but you know they got a deal now to where they give points for for qualifying so it's going to be big for us to out qualify uh, the 10 car too but you know it, it, regardless of qualifying if we just beat him if we win the race then then we win the championship which would make i think it'd be the fifth championship that we've won since i've been there well that's action that that's great. Now, he's talking about Action Motorsports, and that's the Wheeling Engineering um, Cadillac. Uh, if you believe in numbers, Mike, the sixth race of the season was Watkins Glen, and you won it. Then you went to Lime Rock, and you didn't win. Then the eighth race of the season was Elkhart Lake, and you won it. Then the ninth race was Laguna Seca, and you didn't. The tenth race yeah. of the season was Long Beach, and you won it. And then the eleventh race. even numbers. Yeah. Coming up with even numbers here. Yeah, so uh, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of even numbers too. When I'm getting gas, I want to make sure that it stops on an even number for some reason. Well, you know, usually if it stops by itself on a on the dollar exact on the button, that's usually a good sign too. But what I'm yeah. saying is, uh, I just man, I, I, there's little things like that 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 you look at after it's over, and you say, well, I could have seen this coming if I'd have looked. But I know you guys are are well prepared. You're 19 points behind Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque. And uh, now this is a 10-hour race or 12-hour race. 10. 10-hour race, and uh, yeah. um, it's going to be, I think, on television, uh, one place or another, uh, the whole day. And I've got the TV here someplace, and we'll talk about that in the, uh, later on in the show. But uh, you know, it's 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 amazing to have uh, to me. Uh, a uh, Spartanburg native, you know, like you, like yourself, uh, that has worked its that's worked his way through the rungs of NASCAR with uh, Cecil Gordon and Junior Johnson and every place you've been, and I'm missing a lot of stops there, but to end up on what I consider, you know, like a top rung of, of motorsports internationally. I mean, this is fantastic. Yeah, it's it's about to get even bigger for us because we've been chosen to be one of the factory cat one of the two factory cadillac teams to to do the the new uh lmdh cars that's coming that we would be racing in le mans france with and so gary my, my boss one of my bosses down there uh, gary nelson has already asked me if, if my passport is current <laughs> I told him, Gary, I please don't do this to me. I don't know that I can sit on an airplane to go to France. You know, my back's killing me. I'm getting old, but uh, well, the trick is—I don't know. It's almost—it's almost like this racing will keep you young. You know, it keeps you 
keeps you going. Absolutely. Well, I think the trick is to sleep as much as you can on the flight. Um, but now, do y'all have a, a backup car to take to Atlanta? Uh, or, or yes, this... we do. Okay. Yes, it's it's already it's it's ready. It's a turnkey car now. Uh, now that they've changed the rules, that it, it was at one time that we couldn't have a complete car complete. We'd have to take it all in pieces. You know, like take the carbon tub and have all the suspension the transmission the engine and all that stuff just be in pieces that we'd have to assemble but uh they changed that rule over the year and now we can have a car that if something bad happens then we can just not during the race though you know it's the same as it is in nascar you just can't can't do that but yeah we'll have a backup car really we've got three cars going because you know we got the 48 car that that Jimmy Johnson drives, and we'll have it there too, and so that's that's why we've been really busy. We've got three car, three complete cars ready to race now at at Atlanta. Well, Mike, as always, you you've done Spartanburg proud because everywhere you've went, uh, the teams have run better, won championships. Uh, what you've done uh, with Junior Johnson and some of them, and what you're doing now is just really. <laughs> it's just fantastic, and everybody's heartburn pulls for it. And I, I can't wait to see one of them live, too. But, uh, well, Greg, I, you know where that comes from. That comes from our fathers. You know, your your father, Bud, and my dad, Harley, were racers. And so it just, I don't know, it kind of rubs off on you, even if you <laughs> even if you don't uh, if you don't want to do it, you're going to do it because it's, it's, it's inherent, you know. And then... You've got my brother sitting there beside you who can who can win so much over at Gaffney that they keep putting putting more rules and rules and rules on him. And so yeah, I know I know how that goes too. But. Yeah, but Alan says they're putting the car back together. It's been in pieces, and now it looks like he's slowly getting. I always, I always when I'm talking to other people about Alan, I I compare him to the way the Wood Brothers used to be. I mean, it's like he picks and chooses where he wants to go, and when they had Pearson, they usually won. You know, they'd run less yeah. than half the races, but they'd win the half the races they want. They went to, so uh, yeah. that's, that's the way I look at Allen. But now, well, you know, you know, Perry, he sends me pictures of that car. Yeah, I, he, get, I get those same. I get those same photos you do when he starts doing something. You know, with the dash or the body hanging or whatever. I'll get those photos. So yeah, I, he, he keeps me up with it. Well, I don't push. I don't push him to do it because uh, I know that it. It, it costs an extreme amount of money just to start a race car up these days, much less race one. So, but yeah, he 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 loves it. He loves it as much as I do. You know, we both got it honest. But the funny thing is, I'm sitting here watching Formula One on asphalt. You sitting in your house watching dirt. <laughs> yeah, you, you're dirt. You, you race on asphalt, but you watching dirt. I like racing on dirt, and I'm watching asphalt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike, I just love. I've always loved dirt racing. You know, Dad, Dad used to take us to Greenville Pickens when it was dirt, and Ralph Earnhardt would always park beside Dad, and Ralph would bring Dale, and and we'd get in that creek that goes through the center of that racetrack and and play in that creek with Dale Earnhardt. And so yeah, it's almost like dirt's in my veins, you know, somewhere, especially that red clay. Yeah. Look, uh, and now, getting a little bit off the subject here, slightly, but uh, y'all have had a lot to do with this next-gen car, uh, uh, with some of the in- initial preparations of even building one, and uh, 
And how is that going? I mean, is this car going to be ready to go? Because I've just heard rumors here and there that it's uh, there's problems with it, which has got nothing to do with you guys. It's just that, that you're probably closer to the – got your ear to the ground and know what's going on a whole lot more than uh, we do here in this room. Well, they, they basically just wanted us to help them with the road course version of that car, and, and we took it to Charlotte with Martin Truex, and, and it worked great on the road course, you know. Uh, the only problem that I've heard that come out that's coming out of it, and it's really not a problem they're about to fix it, is that some drivers don't like the way that the rack and pinion steering feels compared to the old antiquated steering box that we raced on, that we've been racing on cup cars forever. And uh, the rack and pinion has a different feel to it, and it's it can be really, really easy to turn the steering wheel. So, you know, we stayed at Charlotte and ran our car that we, we was testing down there. We ran it at, on the the oval track, and Martin got out and said, Mike, he said, this thing feels like uh, a, a 1982 Buick Park Avenue. When you drive off in the corner, you don't feel the steering. And I said, yeah, we'll just – basically it can be fixed with a, a, a stiffer torsion bar inside the servo that would – let them feel the steering more. I ran into that deal whenever I was in the cup side. That was one of the deals I was doing. Alan can tell you I did steering boxes on on cup cars there. But, uh, yeah, whatever you're hearing, it mostly is the guys that don't want to see it because it's going to stop the 500 the, the, the car owners from having 500 people doing what – Alan and I were doing on the cup side when we only had just a handful of people. You know, we won the championship at, at, at juniors with like 20, 22 people, and that included the lady that was answering the phone and the guy that was <laughs> sweeping the floor. So now they've got these Taj Mahal race shops with 500 people, and, and we all know that the sponsorship deal and, and, and all that stuff is going down because, you know, it's just the money's not there like it was when when R.J. Reynolds' tobacco company was pushing the sport. So now that there's not enough money to keep 500 people on staff, then they, and basically everybody's th- thinking this is a new deal. It's not. This Gen 7 car is basically going throwback to when you buy your chassis. When we were buying our chassis from Banjo Matthews, and, and, and Greg knows all the, all the well of it, you know, you had one chassis supplier, and this basically is what this is going back to, where you don't have to have you know, a hundred people in there building chassis. You can just buy it. And that way there's no question about your chassis this way. Nobody's going to turn something or twist something or weld a bar different and get an advantage on you. Plus the fact that the car owner don't have to have those hundred people on staff. And that what you're hearing is the hundred people that's going to have to go find something else now to do for it, to make a living. But, and, but my- know, I, I hate it. I hate it for them. I really do. But, you know, they, it's, it's just the way racing is. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I, what I wanted to ask before we run out of time here, and I know Greg's got a question he's getting ready to ask you but or, or make a statement. But, the, uh, I mean, does that eliminate the, the ingenuity of a mechanic to, to put that extra bar in there or to tweak something or, or whatever to give him an advantage? I mean, I mean, that's all well and good that it's, it's – probably as you say it's saving money and cutting back on manpower that's necessary but on the other hand are you losing the 
the the Smoky Unique and the Bud Moore and the and the people that could tweak a, a chassis or something and and get a little extra out of it, or can you? Is there still going to be a way to do that that somebody else might not know about? Well, you know, the racing I'm in with these Daytona prototypes is the same way. We have to use a, a carbon tub that's um, what they call homologated. There's only one supplier that you can use. And, and, of, and of course, it, it won't be that you will have as many opportunities to do that, but there'll always be a way that you'll have a bunch of guys that's trying to make what they're handed go faster. Yeah. And, yeah, you won't you won't be able to build back in the day when there was hanging bodies on there and it looked like they were sideways going. They called them twisted sister bodies and all that. You won't be doing that anymore. You know, I didn't like that. They, I didn't either. And they've stopped that, you know. Uh, basically, these, these guys, it's, it's all criners. They're, they're a lot of the cause of their own demise, you know. They, yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. The, we're still, we're still, I mean, it's like us, you know, we're always looking for a way to go faster and we find stuff, you know, we, we work constantly to find stuff to make us go faster. Greg, did you have a comment? Yeah. Well, what I want want to ask Mike, uh, quickly now we're running out of time. Mike, Mike could could not only think up stuff, but he actually worked on the car himself. Now the big difference between him and me that's three nights, I mean, hot dogs at Martinville because I wasn't doing nothing on the car. I might have walked around toward the lug nuts or something. But, uh, you know, Mike, Mike could come up with stuff and, and back it up with mechanic skills. I just kind of try to hide from hood most of the time, Mike. Tell you. <laughs> I, I hold a record at Martinville according to uh, somebody. I said I didn't have nothing else to do. Mike will be eating hot dogs. Mike, you uh, do you have a, a passport for North Georgia? <laughs> I do, but I'm not going. I don't know that I could stay up that long anymore. I was, I was telling Alan I was watching the dirt races up at Charlotte last night, and it was almost like the time they got into what I wanted to watch was the late model cars. I'd almost had to take a nap to get <laughs> to be able to watch uh, Jonathan Davenport outrun brandon shepherd up there at uh, charlotte last night i had to it's getting tough for me to sleep i mean to stay awake after nine o'clock you know well that's uh <laughs> I, that, I, something that happens to all of us but i'm uh i've learned uh to slip in a quick nap a power nap or something sometimes during the day yeah. well mike we we gotta go but man i i'm so excited to see this race and this uh, the only, one of the things i really hate is that our last show of the year is next week, and I won't be able to announce until next February when we come back who the you know how how this race came out. So, uh, um, but that's you know that's the luck of uh, of the way that scheduling goes. But we are we are so excited, and we just cannot wish you more luck and for uh, the Wheeling Engineering team and Action Motorsports and Pipo Durrani uh, and uh, Felipe Nasser and all your guys. Just best of luck and bring us home a championship. Well, we appreciate it. We really appreciate the support you guys down there give us. I told all the guys in the shop about you, and and they all told me to tell you they really appreciate it. We, we, we you know, we love our fans. Well, thank if you. Fans, if it wasn't for the fans, we wouldn't be racing. Well, I think I think it's wonderful, and a uh, big big fan of yours. I can tell you that you don't have a bigger one. Thank you. Come back and see us uh, next year for Daytona. 
Okay, guys, I really appreciate it. All thank right, th- thank you. Oh, well, that's Mike Hill, and I tell you what, that was a great interview, and I just hope hope the very best for him. We're going to take a break right now and come back with uh, with there she is calling in with Deb Williams. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this, and you want it to sound like this, there's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. 
Good morning, Deb. How are you? Good morning. Fine, thank you. How about yourself? Doing very good. And uh, just had a great conversation with Mike Hill of the of the Wayland Engineering team as we get ready for uh, the their championship run next week at Road Atlanta. But I tell you what, things heated up there uh, at Martinsville last week. And um, from what I thought was kind of a, I don't know, I wasn't there. I was watching on TV, kind of ho-hum. But I tell you what, that, that last 100 laps or so were, were very exciting. And uh, I, test, I texted Alan and said, you know, this is some great racing. Yes, it really was. And, of course, if you were, you shouldn't have just watched the cup race because the truck and Xfinity races were extremely good as well. Well, so. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about Sunday. Yeah, but. Um, oh, I definitely you know, watched was, the Xfinity race because that was our car out there with our. With that's our right. Name, and we had a ninth place finish, which was the best finish for Jeremy during the uh, playoffs. But go ahead. Tell us about the cup. No, I was going to say, I was just going to talk about all three of them in general because Go ahead. it was it was so interesting. Of You know, it was basically what everybody thought it would be, which was short track racing. And all the truck competitors could talk about after the race was respect or lack thereof. And then, of course, in the Xfinity race, since it was came right after that, and it was interesting to hear... Austin Sendrick and A.J. Allmendinger and Daniel Hemrick talk about how when you're at Xfinity, you're at a level just below Cup, so you race differently than the truck series where a lot of people are learning how to race and are young and are trying to make their way in the sport and make a name for themselves. But then when you get to Cup, you know, that was just a nail-biter for those trying to see who was in and who was out, because one minute Martin Truex Jr. was in and the next minute he was out. And, you know, Brad Keselowski and Kyle Busch and Ryan Blaney and Logano, they all had to win to get in and different finishing positions. So it was a constant who's in, who's out throughout the race, but particularly that final stage. And it was... Definitely, I'm sure a lot of anti-acids were consumed on those pit boxes. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was exciting. And, you know, what I was thinking about, and I think I heard I didn't come up with this on my own, but I could have, I should have. But, you know, uh, Kyle Busch was belly aching about uh, being raced so hard for second by uh, uh, Keselowski. But, you know, who knows? for sure that Alex Bowman, after he took the lead, you know, would pass inspection after the race. I mean, Keselowski trying to get by Kyle Busch, for, for all we knew, could have been for the win, you know. So, I mean, I, exactly. I, there's, no and, give, there's no giving up just because you're in third place, and I thought that was pretty Kyle Busch's, Busch's of himself to say what he did because I disagreed with it. Well, what I thought was interesting about that is you go back to the post-race interviews of the truck series, and you have John Hunter Nemechek and Matt Crafton, and um, they were they were sitting in there and talking about a lack of respect in the racing. But then you get to the end of the interview, and all of them including Zane Smith, said, I'm going to do what I have to do to win. Exactly. And Nemechek, you know, Nemechek, after sitting there and and bad-mouthing 
the the lack of respect turns right around and says, you know, I'm going to wreck Matt Crafton if I have to. And Matt Crafton's sitting right there beside him. He says, I'm going to wreck Matt Crafton if I have to to get a win, and I'm sure he would wreck me to yeah. get a win. Yeah. So I, I just, it all goes back to depends on which shoe is on which foot at that time. Exactly. And, and, and Denny Hamlin saying, I, and I thought this was, I thought it was very comical just to me, I guess, maybe some others, but he was talking about that he felt like he was, uh, like the last of the old time drivers and, uh, and with the, I guess he's talking about the respect thing too and all this, that and other. And I'm saying to myself, good grief, as far as I'm concerned, as long as I've been watching and you've been watching and a lot of people, you know, you just got here. I remember one time somebody said something <laughs> like that to Benny Parsons, uh, in an interview. And actually, I believe it was your, your good friend and, and I love him, uh, uh, Newman, uh, Ryan Newman. He said something about, he used the term back in the day. And Benny Parsons laughed and said, you weren't even here back in the day. And I'm not even sure Benny was either. So, I mean, you know, it's just there's always a new generation. And then when they're not the new generation anymore, it's, well, we we did it this way in my day. And, you know, you could go all the way back to the 40s if you want to do that. Oh, yeah. it's Of course, first of all, you know how I hate that statement back in the day. Yeah, I do, too. And I hate the other. It's like a wasted quote. It tells you nothing. Yeah. It uh, it doesn't tell you what decade, what era, nothing. Well, what what it does tell you is is, uh, the modern era. I hate that one, too, but go ahead. Yeah, but um, what I was going to say was what's interesting to me is to go to a Legends dinner or an old-timers dinner, particularly in Daytona during Speed Week. And listen to them talk about the races and when they were racing each other. And the racing is so much better and so much closer. And the older they get, the better it gets, you know? Yeah. So I find that interesting. But Kyle Larson was talking about in his Media Day interview about a person that he raced. It was in one of his dirt track races when he first started out. And the person got really angry at him because I think he had hit him or wrecked him or something. And he said, you know, all the time that they were racing against each other, they didn't like each other at all. And now that that person is no longer racing, he and Kyle have become friends, and he's actually been on one of Kyle's cars at some point in time. Yeah, yeah. So... No, I was just going to say, people forget, if you're not a competitive person, you don't understand. And people have to realize that these drivers and crew chiefs and all, particularly the drivers, they're having microphones and tape recorders stuck in their face as soon as they climb out of that race car. Yeah. And if, you know, frankly, I wouldn't have a driver that wasn't mad at getting beat. Yeah. Or wouldn't do anything to win. Deb, I want to mention a few things here before uh, time gets away from us, but we got an old okay. we got an old friend back with us here today. Greg, Greg uh, is uh, hey, Greg. back with us. Swing the microphone over there, Greg. Don't be shy about it. Anyway, Deb, I'm I'm back on the scene, and uh, it's nice to have you back. Sure is. Well, it's good to be back, and I'm like y'all about back in the day. Back, it's kind of like a fish tail, you know. Uh, it gets bigger every time. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, I'm thrilled. I'm just thrilled to be here. 
Well, we're, mm-hmm. we're glad we're to have you to have back, you. Greg. And uh, and uh, well, while we got Greg here, since we had permanently assigned him Matt D. Benedetto for the rest of the year, we'll let you pick somebody else. Uh, Alan, who's got a chance to catch Lanny? Lanny's got four wins. We got Ronnie with three, and got Alan with three. I don't have a chance. No, you got two. Greg's got two. Not unless y'all want to put a special bonus. No, no, we don't do special bonuses. If you if you lose, Double you lose. Or whatever. I, I was just a few laps away last week from having to. And that's, that's exactly right. what that's, that's exactly what uh, Alan texted me during the race. Uh, he said Deb, Deb almost had it, but anyway, well, let's go ahead. Maybe somebody can spoil it for um, Alan and uh, and Lanny. Uh, I'll. Uh, let you go first, Greg, because we've been giving you Matt D. Benedetto, and uh, he'd be out of a ride probably after this week. So who do you pick? Well, today, quick. Today, right now. Yeah. I'm going to stick with Wood Brothers. The Wood Brothers. That's, okay. that's for old times' sake. There you go. Well, that's great. <laughs> Deb, you go ahead. Uh, Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. Uh, Ronnie? I'm going back to what got me here, Truex. Okay. I'll take Chase. What about you, Alan? I'm going out there, and I'm going. Oh, oh, I can't do that. I'm going to go. With, <laughs> You're getting ready to say Harvick, aren't you? <laughs> uh, no, I'm going Kyle Bush. Okay, Kyle Bush, and uh, so uh, Jada will get, I guess, the 11 car, Hamlin, and we'll wait to hear from you, Lanny. And uh, Lanny, you can uh, text it to me anytime now, and you will have a championship maybe this time next week with and all the honors that goes with it. Well, Deb. Um, what do you, you, you? We got like four minutes for you. I'll let you go ahead and say what you want to say as far as what we can expect uh, with a with the Xfinity or a Cup. Well, you know, I think if you saw the truck race last night, you know, and to of course always expect the unexpected and never say never in racing. We all know that. So I think it'll be interesting. I think today's uh, Xfinity Series Championship will come down between Austin Sendrick and A.J. Allmendinger. I don't know if many of you have heard, but Daniel Hemrick's transporter had trouble on the way to Phoenix, and it couldn't run more than one or two hours without the brakes overheating, so they had to dispatch another transporter to get the car and everything. And it was expected to arrive in Phoenix to an hour before the only Xfinity practice. Oh, wow. So... He, they're kind of behind the eight ball when they start, you know, waiting for the car and all to get there. But they worked on it longer and wanted to be more prepared, and therefore they weren't in the convoy going out there. So that was what happened there. And, you know, I think the cup race, that championship will come down to who makes the least mistakes, who doesn't get caught speeding on pit road, who doesn't run into something like John Hunter Nemechek did early in the race last night that really put him out of the, the championship contention, so to speak. So it's going to boil down to who makes the least mistakes. And we're talking about two Gibbs Toyotas and two Hendrick Chevrolets in the Cup. And over here in the uh, Xfinity, i get to that we, real fast. we got one of each. we got Junior, Colleague, Penske, and Gibbs. There you go. So That's right. Got a good variety yeah. there. Well, Deb, um, mm-hmm. uh, you, uh, you're done for the year, I guess, traveling, obviously, since you aren't in Phoenix. So uh, are you going to go down right. to Daytona? And uh, can we uh, expect to hear from you again next year? You can think about it over the winter, but we'd love to have you back next year. 
Well, thank you. I'd love to be back. You know, there's going to be a lot of testing in the off-season. We've actually got another next-gen test coming up here at Charlotte. They've got a next-gen test at Phoenix. They're going to have testing at Daytona in January like they used to. And my game plan is to be at Speed Week, so I would love to come back if you all want me back. Oh, good grief, Deb. You're the... <laughs> linchpin of the whole show as far as i'm concerned you tell us things we didn't know or hadn't thought of and and uh give us a give us a real insight into auto racing and uh of course i want you back and uh please uh we'll we'll talk about it but the pay's the same it's, it's not going to go up I'll, I'll double your pay how's that <laughs> <laughs> and you can yeah, sit- i was gonna say if anybody's in the charlotte area they move the um world of outlaws world championships up to one o'clock this afternoon because of weather that may be rolling in tonight and uh they're also next year going to have the world championships again at the dirt track next year but it'll be a four-day event instead of a three-day event i think you said last week you were going to that today is that still the case i'm trying to get over there yeah okay get kind of i've had to rearrange schedules to get over there when they start at one o'clock i wasn't counting on that but that makes sense that they did that because weather cost them Thursday. They had to, they couldn't run Thursday because of all the rain we had earlier in the day. Well, we won't hold you up, and gracefully we have time to tell you goodbye without cutting you off in the middle of a sentence. And uh, we appreciate everything, and that's, uh, I tell you what, if you'll come back next year, uh, that's a big part of our show, and everybody loves Deb Williams' part, our segment. And thank you so much for all you've done for us. Thank you, and don't forget to go to racingtoday.com and, and read all our great stuff that all our great writers put in there. Uh, especially Deb Williams. Thanks, especially Deb. Especially Deb, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving and a great Christmas. Well, we'll Stay talk safe. to you next week, I hope. Okay. Sounds yep. good. I mean, I'm, a, I'm sort of saying like it's the last show, but, yeah, hopefully you'll be back for next week, and you can wish us a happy holiday then. <laughs> okay. Sounds right. good. Two, Thank- two wishes don't hurt. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Thank you, Deb. Thank you. Have a good day. Uh, you too. That's Deb Williams. What is she, Ronnie? Ronnie, what is Deb Williams? Oh, she's the smartest woman I know. Okay. <laughs> Woke you up just in time. I was off in my own little world. <laughs> well, Alan, I have left you 52 seconds to do the local stuff, so I tell you what, we won't do that. I'm not going to, but uh, there is some stuff going on, right? There is some racing going on around here. We got Harris Speedway tonight. Okay. Like Deb said, we got Charlotte Speedway up there, and there's some big names up there at Charlotte. That's what I heard uh, Mike talking about. So while you're watching uh, the Formula One, he's watching the dirt, and uh, that's uh, I love it. I love it. Two brothers are going in different directions here, with from their uh, from where their roots are. Well, we're going to come back. I know Ronnie Thomas is going to give us a lot of great stories and tell us about his museum and everything and i look forward we've never had ronnie on the show before but i tell you what he's one of these that you just wind him up and let him go we won't have any problem getting him to talk so you're listening to start your engines fox sports spartanburg download our app on your smartphone or mobile device fox sports spartanburg 98.3 fm wsbg spartanburg 
A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipe burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest-running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and of course the Fox Sports 1400 app. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Rubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome. I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. For immediate reactions and analysis, tune in to Victory Formation. Following Spartan High Football, we'll have final scores and breakdowns of all the games in Spartanburg County and surrounding areas each and every Friday night on Victory Formation, brought to you by Phillips and Law and Fuel of Chesney, right here on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage. Biscuits baked to perfection. The enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's easy on the go breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. 
business owners. Have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Winning takes a strong team effort, and you'll win when you trust the Capacity Glass Mart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus, Capacity Glass Mart provides 24-hour emergency board-up service. Call the Capacity Glass Mart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Capacity Glass Mart, serving the upstate since 1975. Capacity Glass Mart, helping your team win. Do you own a diesel truck that just doesn't have the power you want when pulling your camper, boat, or livestock trailer? Whether you use your diesel truck for work or play, optimal performance is important. PF Auto and Diesel has over 30 years experience and employs ASE certified mechanics and can get your diesel engine running right. So whether it's the power stroke in your Ford that's giving you issues or your dump truck or tractor trailer just isn't running right, call PHUB Auto and Diesel today to schedule your appointment. 426-5083. PHUB Auto and Diesel 1116 Jonesville Lockhart Highway in Union. Worth the drive to get your diesel engine running right. Military and first responders get 10% off with proper ID. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motorsports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM and 1400 AM, but all around the world on the Listen In app. And uh, it's my pleasure to welcome to the show a gentleman we've been wanting to have uh, for a while. And, man, I've been excited for about a month since I knew we were going to get him, Ronnie Thomas. Good morning, Ronnie. Everybody out in Radio Land and all you folks, hope everybody's doing well and we're doing great here in Virginia. Well, you're in Christiansburg, right? I'm in Christiansburg, which is about 30 miles uh, south of Roanoke and about, I don't know, about five or six miles from Virginia Tech and Blacksburg. Everybody always says, where exactly is Christiansburg? And when you tell them Virginia Tech and Blacksburg, that gives them an idea, you know, where you're at. You a Hokies fan? Well, I, you, you naturally you pull for somebody, but kind of pull for, you know, I've got a lot of different teams I pull for, but for people say, are you a Hokies fan? They're local, and uh, they pump a lot of money into our economy. Uh, it wasn't for Virginia Tech and Radford College. Um, uh, Christiansburg wouldn't be uh, uh, have near the revenue coming in as it does. So the, that really helps our area out. Well, you know, we had a great, and I mean a great, basketball coach here at Walford College. And um, 
boy's name just what was his name ronnie i just it just uh slipped my mind but he went to virginia tech mike uh michael vick no 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 the basketball coach at virginia tech he came up from walford that now you know what mike young mike young mike young yeah yeah i forgot it's been a while yeah he came from spartanburg he did about 20 years here at walford and went to the ncaa tournament several times so uh you got a great basketball coach and uh, yeah, I used to see him in the grocery store all the time. I couldn't think of his name. But let's get to what uh, we we, we want to talk about with you, and that's your – you were the 1978 Winston Cup Rookie of the Year. And uh, when I was going to races, from the time I really got out on my own driving as a teenager and going to college and, and then after that, uh, when you were the 78, that's right in my wheelhouse for when I was going to races as often as I could. And uh, Ronnie Thomas, you, you – you, Stuck up for yourself very well out there. Beautiful cars. Well, I appreciate it. I didn't, to be perfectly honest with you, you know, people tell me, said, well, you cut yourself too much. But did I do what I wanted to do as far as cup racing? No. You know, you know, we didn't win races. We didn't run up front. You know, I ran 100 and I think I qualified for right at 200 races. But it was several races like at North Wilkesboro, we made the show. Uh, Buddy Arrington had problems, missed the show. I let him start the car, and you would get, I don't know, part of their plan money. It was like five or 600 bucks. They would drive to the first caution flag. You would get back in, and what that did, that give Arrington credit for starting the race and his points because what we done at that time, we were kind of getting, instead of running every race uh, full-time for several years, we went to running 15, 20 races, we've seen the handwriting on the wall. Uh, you just, you know, you cannot let this stuff break you. And it's, um, you know, I always said I, I never had uh, addictions, but, boy, racing was a bad addiction. And you got to curb it and back off from it some. And I let it, you know, it can put you in a poorhouse. And we did it for years. Uh, you know, I went to, uh, I don't remember if it was Dover or somewhere else, and, made the show and i let somebody else start the car and i let joe Boer oh joe Boer had driven it at dover so i kind of got to the point where people were calling saying hey um can i drive your car and i just did it just wasn't what i really wanted to do uh i might have been a mistake not going that route but then you know we got out a couple within the late model stocks and and ran for i guess about 11 years and that we run five or six years full-time in it, and it's the same way on the late model stock deal. This stuff now, you know, you find out people spending two and three and four hundred thousand dollars a year on yeah. late model stock. They're spending more money on that, way more money what we ran, was spending when we ran Cup, but you know, the late model side, I got into it, and we got to being so darn successful, successful going to Wilkesburg and Martinsville and Motorball, New River, and once you know, championship and winning races here and there. And it was, um, I always said, I'd, I'd like to have gotten a ride in cup. Well, now that I look back, I understand why I didn't get a ride. You know, you'd go around to this person, that person, just give me a chance. Well, you know, you got to prove yourself a little better than I did. Then I get into late model and what happens? I get different people. Want to, you want to drive my car? You know, you want to drive my car? Hey, would you test my car? I mean, you know, I went to here. I'm going up 95 or 6. Jack Ingram's up there practicing. 
it's only four or five guys it's on a friday we was doing a little test session and uh jack ingham's crew chief or his lead mechanic whatever back then come on and said ronnie would you take jack's car out and run it a few laps and see what you think of it and this was his i don't know it uh the gold uh, brownish color number 11 skull car so oh, I yeah. don't even know what it if it was a bush car or a late model car or what but uh, truck arm car, front steer. I get in the car and running 10 or 15 laps, and Jack had been in it, and he said, what's it doing? You know, I, I, I can't remember exactly what I told him. He said, that's what we wanted to know. And I said, well, how was it in uh, comparison to what Jack said? Well, he said it was doing this in the corner on both ends, and you kind of verified the same thing. But, you know, when you get somebody like Jack Ingram ask you to take his car out and then Clarence Pickle and some of these people in late model, and uh, I can't remember the guy that Jimmy Hensley drove for in late model down at Wilkesboro. They were out of North Carolina. Would you drive our car race? So it makes me realize the opportunity would have been the same in Cup if I could have just proved myself in Cup like I did in the late model sock. And that's why I tell all these younger folks driving, don't get down on yourself. You know, the opportunity's there. It may not ever arise for you and get in a good car but you know you got to try to keep your head up <laughs> it's hard to do when you're struggling in a division but it made me realize when i got in the late ball and was winning like we were at a lot of places right but there's a lot of drivers that can run good that will never have the opportunity even to do what i did in cup ronnie we're talking to ronnie thomas uh 1978 grand uh well winston cup rookie of the year greg he was a uh, I know you were with Bud Moore, and y'all were in your heyday back then and when Ronnie was running, and I'm sure he was very well thought of among the uh, the upper echelon teams, so to speak, as as Bud Moore Engineering was. Yeah, that, there's no doubt about it. There was uh, Junior Johnson had, had really made the statement, and we had all said it, too, that, you know, Ronnie had the skill. If he, he got a chance to crawl over Richard Petty's car, he could have told you if it was pushing loose and probably – run just as fast and uh like but like i say it takes a whole lot of uh rectangular dollars to go around circles uh and you just had to have it and, and big sponsorship back then wasn't really a whole lot of money and uh it, it was tough to do but ronnie's car always looked good and i know they started some other drivers and uh, Ronnie knowed about setting the chassis, and he proved it when he started running that late model he was talking about. And, uh, like I say, me and Ronnie kind of kind of grew up together around the racetrack. Ronnie, you, uh, uh, of course, come from a racing family, and everybody that followed racing back in those days, and of course, the old timers like me and and Greg and everybody in the room here uh, remember Jabe Thomas. What a great guy your father was, and I know. Uh, you must have gotten a lot of advice from him. I know we interviewed him one time up at a uh, at another show we had back several years ago, and he was telling one joke after another about three little old ladies in bed and stuff like that. And I said, "Man, we're going to get cut off the air if we don't if we don't keep an eye on what Jabe's saying." Uh, well, he was a just a different type person. He enjoyed life. He came from like a lot of other people. He came from dirt. I mean, seriously, started from nothing. And, I, yeah, I was very lucky to have a mother and father. I had a lot of people don't uh, hear them talking about the dad, but, you know, a lot of these women, they sit home and, 
you know, my mom worked full-time like a lot of other people did, and she actually contributed to the race in different ways. You know, she washed the clothes and fizz, and we'd go to Martinsville and Wilkesboro and them place on Saturday and Sunday mornings when we drive back and forth home to keep from getting a motel room. You know, she would fix a bunch of ham biscuits and sausage biscuits for the guys to eat. So the women contributed just like the men did, but when you're talking about my dad, I got to tell you a quick one right now. In 1978, I ran, I think, four races or five in 77, so I was eligible for Rookie of the Year, and I've got this sheet. I actually laminated them a couple weeks ago, and it was 20 people. I didn't realize that I got to look at this. There was 20 drivers or teams that were running for Rookie of the Year in 78. Roland Velotica, which Dale Earnhardt took over the car, and we had Chuck Bound and Roger Hamby. You can name them. A lot of people would know who they are. A lot of people wouldn't know some of the drivers. But when we started doing it, my dad said, you know, we can't out-dollar some of these people. We're just going to have to try to out-finish them. And you did. So, well, that that's how we won it by, you know, a lot of times you didn't run as hard as you wanted to run. But I told my dad in 79 or 80, I said, this was a couple years later. I said, man, I'm getting, I hate running like this stuff, running mid-pack and in the back of the pack, and you're, you're not buying tires and you're running motors. That's, You know, they're pulling a 567 gear and you're pulling a 543 gear and you don't turn the motor tight enough. And I told him it was about 1980 or 81, and Kyle Petty, i, I got to run this by you, Kyle Petty was pitted, I don't know, he had just started running. He was like beside of us or one car over, and this is at Bristol. And, Greg, well, you all guys will remember this. They didn't have a tunnel, then. you would actually uh, get a truck and bring your equipment into the pits and unload, and a lot of people would have a box truck they would bring in. Uh, Greg will remember this very well, and you'd have this stuff in there because, well, I mean, it's the only way you had to get it into the track. Well, we was in there, and, of course, we had a cube van, so we could drive in anywhere in an open trailer at that time. And Kyle had these, um, uh, I don't know, three or four or five new sets of tires. I remember it was five or Wade, um, I can't think, Wade Thornburg and Dale Eminem. Of course, they were Richard's people, but they were helping Kyle, too. And I told my dad, I said, man, this just ain't fair. And so I said, Golly, we need to be like Kyle. We need, I mean, I was a young fellow then, and, you know, you got to realize I look at it different now since I understand it. You know, we need to go buy us three or four sets of tires. We need to go get a motor from Junior. You know, we need to go get a car from Banjo uh, or Hutchman Pagan. We got to get this stuff where we can run these guys. And my dad said, listen, if I was Richard, which he meant then Richard Petty, if I was Richard, you think I wouldn't be getting giving you the same stuff you would have the car and the motor and the tires of people but he said you got to realize they got sponsors they got the funding to do it and if i could do it i would but i can't we cannot let this race and break us so we got to do the best we could do and i said it just i, I couldn't sit down i said it just don't seem right he sent me down on the wall at pit wall at bristol and he said sipping it now this was on Sunday, and this was back when you would have a lot of people to the stands would get packed back then. And he said, look up in those stands, and you see all them kids up in there? You know, and I mean, you know, you only talk about you know, a couple of hundred foot from us, whatever. They're not that far from us in the stands. 
And I said, yeah. And he said, you know how many of those kids up in there, young man, whatever, would love to be in this car of yours, and if you have to run 20th or 25th, you have to do the best you can. You know how many of those people would love to swap places with you? So that made me realize that he was using a little psychology on me now. <laughs> Still didn't mean I didn't want to to be go up uh, in equipment, but he made me realize how lucky I was just to get to be a part of the sport, and I got to be around. You know, I got to be friends with Kale Yarborough, Richard Petty, and Kyle, and and Dale Senior, and some of these people. I say I got to be friends with them, but uh, some of them, you know, you you say you're friends with them. You're more friends with some of you than the other. But if we get time, I'll tell you a funny story on. Dale Sr. and Dale Jr. if we get time. Well, I, I tell you what, we really only allow a, a lot about 20 minutes for this, and, and it's over, but I want to, you to, uh, I'll run over for a little bit. Give me just something real quick, because you've been sending me pictures this morning, and you look like you got a heck of a museum up there. Is this just a personal collection, or can people actually come see this? Well, people can come and see it. It's stuff from the, the mid-50s. Beautiful stuff. To, to 2000, and it's stuff, you know, it's it's really vintage stuff. It's stuff you would only see in a museum, and a lot of it's few things I've traded for, collected, but 95% of stuff from our history that we saved, and actually it was put up in my dad's attic, in my basement, in my attic, and it were so I thought, heck, I put it out, and I really got too much stuff out, but it's it just neat stuff for people to see that you would probably only see in a museum. Illegal pieces that was made by famous people. But uh, have I got time to tell you on uh, Dale Senior Junior a quick story? No, we'll uh, no actually, actually, I don't have time. We were up against okay. a break right now. Ron, you got to come back. I mean, I, I was afraid it was going to turn out like this that we wouldn't have near enough time. But we're going to do a little Veterans Day salute with Bud Moore coming up, and i got to get that started or I won't have time before the show's over. But, look, you got to come back. And uh, this is our next to last show for this year, but we'll get you back early next year when we'll have a lot more time. That sounds great. And at, at Bud Moore was a great guy, super nice fellow. My dad thought a lot of him, and I did too, just to give a lot of uh, drivers and mechanics opportunities and we appreciate him and and greg and all the more bunch and thank you perry well thank you for coming on and I, i'm sorry i had to 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 limit your when i know you got more great stories i knew it would be like this i told greg i said if we had an hour it wouldn't be long enough well, but we'll get you back on next year and greg uh thank you for getting uh ronnie for us well it's it a pleasure absolute what? pleasure and he's got a lot of stuff i just want to know i mean long it takes to get up there because me and perry are coming up there yeah we'll come up there this winter ronnie and i'll talk to you off the air about it and we'd uh we'd love to see what you've got but uh we're going to take a break right now thank you so much we're going to come back and do our veterans day salute thank you ronnie i really appreciate it thank you uh i want to wish everybody a merry christmas and a great thanksgiving thank you so much that's ronnie thomas thank you ronnie and uh Okay, let's move along here. I tell you what, uh, I had to cut him off because he was. We had have him twice. Well, well, I told y'all we got to do is wind him up, and he was going. I, I'm sitting here trying to say, I wish he'd take a breath so I could squeeze something in. Well, let's take our break right now and come back and uh, do our tribute to the veterans. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and are proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent, and fair. Visit Impex Pre-Owned today, conveniently located up I-26 on Asheville Highway. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your growth tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full-color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you want a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And uh, we got a little behind there with Ronnie Thomas, but it was worth it. This is a place where uh, normally we try to honor the best we can do here, all the veterans that have uh, made this country what it is, made it safe and secure for us to have radio shows like this to talk about our favorite sport auto racing and there's so many of them out there my father probably you your guys fathers aunts and uncles and uh my son right now but one in particular that we had here and we love him and we get to hear him as his voice again and that's bud moore and when i wrote bud moore's biography i sat down and had hours and still have hours worth of tape uh, recordings of him and this is one in particular that i like that he tells about capturing a german headquarters with uh him and his jeep driver so let's see if this thing fires off and uh this is to honor our veterans 
Well, hold on a second. Well, I have real no idea how why this isn't working. Y'all talk among yourselves for just a second. Let me see if I can get this thing to fire off. What, well, Alan? Why don't you All get right. started with your local results? But I may break right into you. I don't know why this isn't playing. All right, we're gonna start off over here with Cherokee Speedway. Last Tuesday night, they had their annual Shrine race over there. Had three divisions racing. They had the Big Block Modifieds. Your winner in Big Block Modifieds, first place went to Billy Decker. Second went to Mike Mahaney. Third went to Rocky Warner. In the sprint cars, first place went to Brent Marks. Second went to Parker Price Miller. And third went to Eric Riggins Jr. In the super late models, big show over there for the super late models. First place went to Dalton Wilson. Second went to Brandon Overton. Third went to Bryce Harper. Now moving up to Harris Speedway up in North Carolina. They had uh, going to have a big race up there tonight. But they also had some racing and qualifying going on last night. Main events, they had the pure stock. First place went to Bradley Williams. Second went to Jason McGrew. Third went to TJ Penfield. Fourth went to Mikey Brock. And fifth went to Josh Ayers. In the Thunder Bomber Futures, 17 cars started at Thunder Bomber Futures up there. First place went to Jason Edmonds. Second went to Stetson Todd. Third went to Drew Banks. Fourth went to Justin Watts. Fifth went to Mason Mintz. And now qualifying. Qualifying for the 602 late models, which is going to pay $5,000 to win up there for a 40-lap main event. In heat number one, first place went to John Ruggiero Jr. Second went to Michael Smith. Third went to Larry Timms. Fourth went to Rod Tucker. Fifth went to David Smith. In heat race number two, first place went to John Price. So that puts front rows of John Ruggiero Jr. and John Price. Second went to Robbie Gibson. Third went to Lee Cooper. Fourth went to Brian Gumbles. Fifth went to Bailey Lau. And now your front-wheel drives up there. Going to pay $5,000 for a 100-lap feature. They had six heat races up there. Uh, heat race number one. I'm just going to give you the winners here. Heat race number one was Jonathan Surratt. Heat race number two, uh, Newman Parsnell. Uh, heat race number three, Josh Ayers. Heat race number four, Trent Blackwell. Heat race five, Chris Harville. And heat race number six was Justin Fowler. So a big event going on up there at Harris Speedway tonight. Also, as Deb kind of led on to it in her segment, a uh, big deal going on up there at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, the dirt track, they got the Morton Building Super Lake Malls up there. They had one... Uh, the main events last night, and first place went to Jonathan Davenport. Second went to Brandon Shepard. Third went to Dennis Herb Jr. Fourth went to Tyler Herb. Fifth went to Ricky Weiss. In the sprint cars, 25 cars started that main event up there. First place went to David Gravel. Second went to Kerry Madison. Third went to Brian Brown. Fourth went to Carson Merced. And fifth went to Donnie Shouts. And seventh was a local, or not local, but one of our Winston Cup drivers. 
was Casey Kane. So good to see Casey Kane back out here driving a sprint car. I haven't heard that name in a while. I liked old yep. Casey. And uh, also out there, you probably heard these names before. Seventeenth uh, was Jock Hodenshaw. Nineteenth was Sheldon Hodenshaw. And twenty-first was Craig Kenser, son of Steve. Finally, fought ourselves through the Zigbee line and had all kind of problems with them peel boxes, knocking one of them peel boxes out. One of our tanks and that couldn't even budge one of them. The only thing would knock one of them out would bring an eight-inch howler artillery piece mm-hmm. there, and it had to be about 200 yards and it'd blow the top off of it. But it took a while to ever find out exactly what, what would do it. At this point, have you been injured yet? Have you been shot well, I done been, Yeah, I've well, been hit several times with shrapnel. Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to hear about that if it's not... If well, something I you don't want to talk about, don't well, talk about well, it. Well, I don't want to talk about it. I ain't talking to you about how many guys we lost and all that kind of. I don't want to bring all that up. Okay. But anyway, I'd, I'd already been hit with artillery and uh, shrapnel and all. Now, you got five Purple Hearts, right? Yeah. Well, when did you get the first one? I don't remember when I got the first one. See, so you, you know, the artillery shells start falling, and they have them air burst over you and all this stuff, and you get hit with shrapnel and pieces of shrapnel and all this stuff. And they send you back. The, 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 uh, the medic would come, you know, and he'd send you back to the, the rear end to the, the uh, field hospital. And you go down there, and they'd pick that shrapnel out of you. Then if they had to cut a little bit to get it out and bend it a little bit, they'd do that. Then they put that on, they may put a stitch in it, but they put that old red methylate on it and put a Band-Aid on it. And a couple of three times, you know, I got hit. And I said, well, I'll be up the front lines for a few days. Shit, I went back over a couple of three hours, and they send you right back. But uh, where did you get hit? If you I can got, tell me. I got hit all over. I can show you places. I, mean, I got hit several places, all over places, all over. When, you, when one of them shells bust and all, and uh, it ain't only, you know, that uh, the shrapnel from the shells, you get a piece of the rock and wood and whatever else may hit you. Mm-hmm. But I was lucky as on the front lines over nine months without being evacuated. And, uh, but anyway, <clears throat> we we were getting relieved. Well, then, let me go ahead and read this to you. Go. Anyway, we, after we got back fighting through the Zigpeed line, we got through, and we, we just made the Moselle River crossing. That's when Romeo raised hell up there in Gaston. Well, Patton pulled us back across the Moselle. And he, we got back and he had us, he stand up on the courthouse steps in this little old town. He had a megaphone, he was briefing us. And he says, boys, we gotta go up to the town called Gaston. It's 90 miles away. We gotta go up there and get the 101st airborne out there all surrounded up there and he said Romeo's kicking the hell out of him he said we gotta go up there and get him out and he said we're gonna leave here in 45 minutes gonna kill every son of a bitch on the way and 
we did. So there's already snow on the ground, about 10 or 12 inches, and it was cold as hell. So we started hiking. So we, we hiked all night. And they say we went 25 or 20, 25 miles that night. We was waiting on the tank division to come by. So here come the tanks. We climbed aboard the tanks and we went to the bathroom. And we went to burn and got them out. And uh, that was General McAuliffe. Mm -hmm. General McAuliffe, was, he was the one that said nuts when they asked him to surrender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we went up there and got them out. And then uh, we turned back and uh, got them really running into Germany then. Got things really working up. And uh, we went the rest of the way across Germany. And uh, when the war was over, I was 12 miles out of Pilsen, Czechoslovakia. And on May the 2nd, we met the Russians right out of Pilsen, Czechoslovakia. And they come down the war was over May the 8th. Now, when did you uh, uh, capture the headquarters? <clears throat> I know that story's been told, but I, 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 I Well, this it, all happened uh, after, after... Uh, I'd like to hear it again. This all happened after Bastogne, and we were crossing Germany, and we was taking this towns, and we had this objective up in front of us there and that town right there in front of us about a mile and uh, I was sitting there with the, in the jeep with the jeep driver and uh, the lieutenant said to me said boy we're going to miss it you, and the, you take the jeep driver and hand me a map and said y'all go up this road here and go across the hill up there and said come on over in town he said we'll be there by then so we left on this road we left and up this dirt road and went over the hill and here was a house sitting on the left. And I seen a German soldier run out of it. So I started firing and had a water aircrew machine gun mount on the dash of that jeep. I started firing into that house <clears throat> windows and I was in the tracer and I set the house on fire. So here come two more soldiers coming right out there. Well, one of them didn't know his hands up. The other, he went on across the field. And I think one of our guys got him up, but he probably got killed. I'm not sure. Anyway, we set him on the hood that Jeep was going on up the road. We get up top of this hill. Get up there. We're supposed to make a right-hand turn. We didn't. We went straight on. So we're going up. And you got this German guy on the hood of the Jeep? He was sitting on the front of the Jeep. <laughs> anyway. So instead of us making that right turn, we went straight on, and just as we got on over a little ways further, we got, I'd say, another three or four, five hundred yards. Here was a concrete, sort of a concrete block building. And uh, first thing you know, we got a, somebody started shooting it up. And I've seen this building, so I, I was, I got down on my knees behind the Jeep and I still had the gun on the dash and I was firing all in the windows and all in that concrete block house. So finally, I told this the Jeep driver he could talk a little German. I said, let's get him going there and tell him if you don't get out of we're going to pull a tank up here and blow that whole damn building. So we sent this German soldier up there and uh, he left, went up there. And, uh, 
and told him, said, you're going to be the first one dead if you don't get him out of there. So he goes up there in about two or three minutes. He comes back out and waving a flag. So about that time, you know, I couldn't believe it. Here comes about 15 or so listed men and five German officers come walking out there. come walking out So we made them drop their belts and all this stuff, you know, and their guns. So we, we knew then, I got to look at the map, we done went too far, so we, we took and headed them back down the road, turned the Jeep around, we marked them back down. We got down there and we made our turn. They didn't try to run away or anything? No. No, I had the machine gun sitting there. No, I know you did. <laughs> they ain't gonna run away. <laughs> so they had you outnumbered at one time. Oh yeah, there's 15. Uh, there was five. There's four or five German officers, and there's I know there's 15 enlisted men. So anyway, if we we made a march back, and we're going down there, and we finally got on the right road going back in this over this little town. So we marched them over there. And <laughs> We got over there and the lieutenant, my lieutenant said, boy, what in the hell was going on over there? I said, hey, we was fighting a damn war. Y'all wasn't fighting. <laughs> it's where, it's where did all these come from? I said, this is who we had problems with over there. <laughs> so anyway, I said, now what are you going to do with them? I said, y'all got them now. I don't want them no more. <laughs> yeah, that was something else. Greg, what was you? Okay, we're going to stop it right there because it got us a little behind. I apologize to Alan and our listeners for the sloppiness of that, but while Alan was talking, I had to put this that file in a format that would play. I don't well, know how it got corrupted. but We've got some new technology over there, and we're having to learn it. And on the fly, on the fly. and it didn't, didn't sound too good, and I didn't mean to cut Alan off, but I wanted to get that in there, and I can't just stop it without saying once again, that was Bud Moore and uh, Greg. We're so uh, um, proud of your father, and we just let Bud Moore represent all the veterans in the United States, in the Army, the Air Force, the Army Air Corps, the Navy, the Marine Corps, uh, the Coast Guard, you know, every military service, and we appreciate uh, what they've done for us and what they continue to do. And Thursday, November the 11th is actually Veterans Day, but I'm glad we got to do this, and we just always let Bud Moore be our Veterans Day and our Memorial Day representative. And, Greg, uh, you got a great dad and just well, proud to do it. I, I appreciate it. I love hearing his voice. It, it, I miss him so much. I just wish I was as good as he was. But, but yeah, uh, there was a lot of daddies and stuff. Your daddy went up through Italy and, yeah, wasn't no cakewalk either. No, no, I, you know. But anybody, if you were in the Coast Guard, you had it rough. To, everybody had it rough. Some had it rougher than others. Some didn't come back. But if you, if you sacrificed your time and energy to join the military in any service, and no matter what you did, uh, we're proud of you and thank you. And something that we, we learned collectively today is that. We all know about the Merchant Marine, but we did not, or at least I did not know, they weren't considered military. And I looked it up last night because I was going to include them in the list I just gave. But, right. But, they're, but they're thank actually, you to them, too. <laughs> they're actually under the Department of Transportation. Right. And you notice they got a, a, I noticed they had a class of Merchant Marine ships, the Bob Hope class. Yes. Which is kind of different. All right. Let's take a break. Come back. 
and let Alan finish up what he had. He's shaking his head like he didn't have much, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll do better than just cutting him off in mid sentence because I I knew that thing was going to fire off and play as soon as uh, I hit it there. But you know, anyway, that's live radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Get in the game. It's fall savings time, and your countdown to kickoff starts now at Greer Nissan. Tackle the Nissan Rogue, $299 a month. New Nissan Versa, $269 a month. Lease them up in a Nissan Kicks, $239 a month. Roomy Nissan Sentra, $199 a month. And Nissan Murano, $199 a month. Plus, 0% financing is available. Get more for your trade. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Kick off your savings at Greer Nissan. Call 864-479-1197 for details. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASE certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage, biscuits baked to perfection, the enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's easy on-the-go breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal, single item at regular price. Valid when product served. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on our last segment. And, Alan, you got uh, rudely interrupted there by a, a war hero. So you just go ahead and... Uh, All if, I was going to say, if you want to watch some good racing, head on back up there to Charlotte. Going to start an early, earlier, hour earlier, as Deb said. Going to start at 1 p.m. today. And uh, uh, Cherokees be waiting. No more racing till November 21st, whenever they have the blue-gray 100. So we get into that more next week. Okay. And Harris... Harris has got the 602 in the front-wheel drive. Nationals up there tonight, paying $5,000 each. Okay. All right. That's all you got? That's all I've got. Or as John uh, John Wayne said in Rio Bravo, that's what I got. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
let's uh let's, and you love that in el dorado well that's yeah that was that was in rio bravo though because yeah. all he had it was an old cripple and a drunk yeah which was walter brennan and dean martin but they're both great movies and uh ward bond says is that all you got and he said that's what i got but anyway <laughs> the cup we touched mostly on cup we've talked about it quite a bit alex bowman was the winner last week kyle bush was second Brad Keselowski was beating his back bumper off in third, and I don't blame him a bit. And uh, Kyle, with his use of the R word and wanting to beat the you-know-what out of Keselowski, which I wonder if he could. I, you know, Keselowski looks pretty wiry to me. But anyway, uh, was third. Truex was fourth. William Byron fifth. Eric Almarola sixth. Kirk Busch seventh. Eric Jones eighth. And Richard Petty's car with a good finish. Chris Boucher ninth. And Joey Logano was tenth. Um, and so we've got four guys going to the finish for the championship tomorrow, and that's Kyle Larson, Martin Truex, Denny Hamlin, and Chase Elliott, and they are, the points are reset, and they are equal. Well, you know, I think that choose, that choose rule that they had. They talked a green, lot about that last Green, white checker right there, yep. and Martin Truex looked up there, and there's only one car on the outside. I'm going to pull up there, and guess what? I picked up six points up on Kyle Busch. And almost squeezed in. Well, he did. Uh, oh, yeah. Truex, Truex beat Kyle Busch, and I think that was part of the deal to, that got him into the chase. Yeah, he did get in. That's right. That was a, the choose rule, which is, uh, you know, they're throwing new things at us that we haven't seen in the past. And I was against it, but it seems to be working, and it, it is. It does make for some pretty good racing. All right, let's hit Xfinity real quick. We haven't talked at all about Jeremy. Hopefully... I'd like to have Jeremy on next week. We'll work on that. But they had the uh, Dead On Tools 250, and uh, Noah Craxton was the winner. Austin Sendrick was second. Daniel Hemrick was third. Sam Mayer fourth. Justin Allgaier fifth. Brandon Jones sixth. A.J. Allmendinger seventh. Alex LeBay was uh, eighth. And ninth was Jeremy Clements with uh, Fox Sports Spartanburg plastered all over the side and uh, Spartan waste on the hood, and it was a zombie car with the zombie brains on the front splitter, and he did real good, and that's been the best finish he's had in the playoffs. A um, few other ninth-place finishes here and there would have really helped a lot. Tenth was Riley Herbst, who was the only guy he's got a chance of catching in the points. He's 14 points behind him, and uh, if he can somehow make up that 14 points or uh, you know he could he could finish eleventh in the final standings, which is better than twelfth. Uh, did you watch the race, period? Yes, sir. Did you watch the fifty-four Ty Gibbs brake check the eight car down yes. the front straight away? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> he did, and they called it that too. They called it brake checking him down the front straight away. Yeah, that's exactly Man, what he did. You can't get along. You can't get away with that long. But you know, I I remember reading uh, in the book I wrote about independence. Um, Paul Lewis talking about Curtis Turner break t- break checked him at Martinsville, the same place. That's, that's and that was fifty years ago. And if you watched the race, did you watch Haley in the eleven car? He was pumping his brake. Yeah, he didn't have it. He didn't have any brakes. So uh, he didn't have no brakes. So uh, so the, your final four in Xfinity was Austin Sendrick, AJ Allmendinger, Noah Cragson, and Daniel Hemrick. That's a Ford, a Chevy, a Chevy, and a Toyota. Uh, Penske, Colleague, Junior Motorsports, and Gibbs. And um, 
I'm going to pull for Almendinger. I just like Almendinger. He's a, I hope he stays kind of modest like he is, but he's, he's a tough competitor, and uh, he don't take uh, too much guff from these other guys. Jeremy's 12th, and he is 14 points behind Riley Herbst, and he's a 40-something behind Jeb Burton, so he's not going to get in the top 10, but he could finish 11th, and we'd like that, and I better hurry. Um, all the qualifying for this stuff hasn't happened yet, so I can't give you a starting lineup. ARCA, they decided their championship, and it's Ty Gibbs. Indy has their champion as Alex Pillow. Uh Formula One, been uh, watching some of that. Uh, um, Alan has, and they're at the Hermanos Rodriguez Circuit in Mexico City, named after uh, Pedro Rodriguez, who was killed in 1971 at the Norris Ring in Germany, and Ricardo Rodriguez, who was killed on this track in Mexico City in 62. And that's uh, the point standings there. Max Verstappen has a 12-point lead over Lewis Hamilton, and they don't like each other at all, and they've still got a, they still got a few races to go. Yes, they do. And uh, yesterday during practice, Max Verstappen was a half a second faster than Hamilton. I love the way Alan knows his uh, Formula One here. Uh, <laughs> why are the tires shiny? Uh, chrome uh, mold. 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 Chrome mold. All right. Uh, we talked about the trucks. We talked about uh, Ronnie Thomas. I'll keep that one over there. And we talked about the World Sports Car Championship, which is, to me, I mean, you're sick of hearing me say it, but I love it. It's a chance for us to uh, really pull for somebody with a with a connection to the show, and that's Mike Hill, who we had on earlier today. And uh, he, uh, boy, it'd be something if he went to Le Mans. You think that might happen there, Alan? If he gets his uh, take a take a couple of jars of that clear liquid that uh, kills the COVID with him, I'd be tough <laughs> getting that through customs, maybe. But uh, uh, that'd be nice, and we appreciate Mike coming on the show and just go get them. I wish we had some way we could get the results of that, but it's going to be impossible before the end of the show Saturday, but it'll just be starting next week when our show is ending. But uh, Felipe Nasser and Pipo Durrani are 19 points behind Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque and another Cadillac, so it's pretty sure Cadillacs are going to run in the championship. And uh thought I had a piece of paper, and I do. Here's the TV, excuse me, for this weekend. And uh, it all starts at 12.55 today on ESPN News. They will have Formula One practice. Uh, Then at um, 3.55 p.m. to 5 o'clock on ESPN News, they'll have Formula One qualifying. And that's from Mexico, uh, Mexico City. At 7 p.m. on CNBC will be NASCAR Cup qualifying. So uh, they are qualifying again like they used to, and I don't see Xfinity qualifying here anyway, and that's probably going on right now. I couldn't say that for sure. But the Xfinity race will be at 8.30 tonight on NBCSN, which I don't know how many of you know it, but after this racing season, and uh, I don't know how far it will go after that, NBCSN will be uh, gone. They're not going to have it anymore, and they're going to move everything over to one of their other platforms, and I can't remember which one they said it would be. But uh, no more NBCSN. It didn't make it. Died on the vine. Sunday, 1 o'clock, the, uh, and by the way, while the Xfinity race is going on, it starts at 8.30. 
South Carolina plays Florida, I think, at 7.30. So uh, they ought to be, you know, sufficiently down by 21 or 28 points. So you can switch over and watch uh, the Xfinity race. And Clemson plays about the same time with, with Louisville. So Carolina the, and Clemson are going to have it pretty tough. They're going to have it tough, and, uh, and, and they're up against the Xfinity race. So there's plenty to watch tonight. Uh, tomorrow, Formula One at 1 o'clock, and this is on ABC, and that's from Mexico City. And at 3 o'clock, uh, and those Formula One races go about two hours. So um, uh, 3 o'clock, the NASCAR Winston Cup, Winston Cup, the NASCAR Cup boys will be running at Phoenix. And uh, looking on down the line just a little bit here, next weekend's the IMSA sports car, Petit Le Mans, like I've been talking about. It's going to start out on IMSA TV on Friday with, uh, I think that's qualifying. Then on Saturday next week, uh, when we do our last show for the year, it looks like it's going to be on from noon to 3 on NBC and then from 3 to 10.30 on NBCSN. So good bit of it's going to be covered. Uh, then looking way on down the line, February the 6th, the NASCAR Clash from at 8 o'clock live. That's on a Sunday from the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Then uh, Thursday on the 17th, the NASCAR duels from Daytona. Friday the 18th of February, the truck race. Saturday the 19th, Xfinity race. And all of these on FS1. Then Sunday at 2.30, the Daytona 500 will be on February the 20th on Fox. And IndyCar will start on Sunday, February 27th from St. Petersburg on NBC. And we've got a minute and a half. Uh, Ronnie. Well, this has been a fun season. I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed this season of the show. I'm glad for the last couple of shows, we're all back here together and everybody's healthy. And I'm just excited to wrap it up next week. Well, we're going to wrap it up next week. Thank you, Ronnie. Great to have you here. Great to have you back, Greg. You got about 15 seconds. <laughs> I'm just glad to be back here with my friends and talking, raising. I love it. It's like this is in my blood. Uh, I just I just enjoy being doing this, and uh, uh, the gal needs to get her table ready. Well, Greg, I'll handle that. I know you. <laughs> I, I had. Well, I messed up again. Oh, no, so, you, you did all right. Now. You did all right. <laughs> he just had to slip that in to steal my thunder, my closing. But uh, we appreciate the great guest you had today with Ronnie Thomas. And next week we got Mike Helton. Alan, 10 seconds, 15 seconds. A lot of good racing going on at Harry Speedway tonight or our Charlotte Speedway. So uh, get on out here and support your local tracks. Okay, and that, my rev limiter kicked in right there as the show ended. So I did get it done. We appreciate everybody listening. Looks like we are going to do another year next year, unless somebody tells me we aren't, and then we won't. But we're going to do one more show, I'm sure of. And that'll be next Saturday. Same time, same station. We'll have Mike Helton and maybe special guest with Mark Hauser. We usually have him on once a year. But in the meantime, get the table ready, Natalie. Keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. 
Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. The home for bump and run with Tyler Sugart. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSBG Spartanburg. It is time for the college football Saturday, and we are loaded with six games kicking off across the top 25.